They are the best-kept secret in the universe, working for a highly funded yet unofficial government agency. K&J are the men in black, providers of immigration services and regulators of all things alien on Earth. While investigating a series of unregistered close encounters, the MIB agents uncover the deadly plot of an intergalactic terrorist who is on a mission to assassinate two ambassadors from opposing galaxies currently in residence in New York City. Welcome to another feature presentation of Midnight Double Feature, and on this episode, we'll be covering 1997's Men in Black, directed by Barry Sonnenfeld. Well, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Midnight Double Feature. This is a feature presentation episode covering 1997's Men in Black. Colin, what's going on? Here come the Men in Black. Yeah, dig it. I like it. The song immediately, right? Right, yeah. No, I'm good, buddy. How you doing? I'm good, dude. Uh, Okay, so this is weird. Like, do we do do the whole kind of, like, facade that we haven't just recorded a three-hour episode and we're not, like, (laughs) do you know what I mean? I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what I'm talking about. But no, really, guys. Uh, thank you so much for joining us for this episode. We are covering, like I said, Men in Black. Um, this is a feature presentation. We're going to go through Men in Black sequentially. We're going to spoil it. We're going to swear. Uh, so if you haven't seen 1997's Men in Black, I don't know what you're doing. It's 22 years old. Uh, <laughs> go and watch it. It's a, it's a fantastic movie. It's a great time. Uh, it's nice and short and sweet. Uh, and then come back and listen to this podcast because we will be spoiling it. Uh, and guys, if you ever want to follow us on our socials and you aren't already, uh, please feel free to visit us on Facebook. We have our main page, which is Midnight Double Feature. We post our um, little teasers of our not not really teasers actually. We we post our announcements of our newest episodes there, and then we post uh, posters and you know all manner of like you know upcoming shit. And then we have our after party, which is where we, to- we tease our upcoming episodes. So the after party is our social group on Facebook. Um, that's where we get our community together and um, we chat all things film. Uh, we have a great time there. That's called the After Party. And if you're on, if you're Instagram inclined, we are on Instagram, which is at Midnight Double Feature, and Twitter, which is at MDF Pod. You can listen to us anywhere on Spotify, on YouTube, on iTunes, wherever. And please, please, please uh, remember to rate and review us on iTunes. That would be fantastic. Give us one star, give us one, five stars, however many you desire. Just let us know why. Um, all right, man. Colin, let's dive into this bitch. Opening thoughts, Men in Black, 1997, hit me. Man, I uh, I can remember this movie. I can remember when it came out. You know, I was at that I was at that prime age where, you know, five, six, your memories are like, I don't quite remember a lot of shit, at, you know, before that. But like right around this age is where I will say like, like, I don't know, I start, I, my memory is really, really good around this age. I can remember when this came out and Independence Day and stuff. And I can remember my family, I think we, I don't know if we went and saw this in theaters, but I can remember going around the house with a pad and pen and there was like five or six movies coming out. And there's just me and my two brothers, my sister and my mom and dad. And I was like, all right, so I'm taking a poll. Uh, what movie do you want to go see? And I remember my brother, Adam, just opening up the door, me being like, Hey, uh, taking down tallies what movie you want to go see and him just going i don't care and just shutting the door because i don't think he even i don't think he he even uh, he even ended up going with us anyways uh i don't even remember if we actually went and saw the movie i just remember that so well um i can't remember the first time that i saw this um i remember you know obviously really enjoying it and it's very it's very different um i love barry sonnenfeld's um kind of 
I don't know the the way that he directed this. Style. It was yeah. right. It was sci-fi. It was action. It was it, like I said. It kind of he kind of has like a Tim Burton sensibility to me, and I don't know. It's something like everything is very like grimy and kind of dirty looking, and there's a lot of like hyper detail on stuff, and there's just there's so much to every shot, and there's I mean I don't know what it is about the way that he directs. It's fantastic. I love Adam's Family, the the two movies that he did with Raul Julia. I love those movies. Movies. I had one of those on VHS, the first one, and just watched it religiously growing up. Um, more so than the movies that I was really aware of, because I remember seeing the first one and the second one. I've never seen the third one or the remake, um, but there was a cartoon that was on TV when I was a kid, and I fucking watched the hell out of that. And I really, really enjoyed it. And I think that one was a little bit closer to the comic book, because the comic book, I think they investigate like ghosts and Loch Ness Monster and Yetis, along with aliens. Like They're kind of like Ghostbusters, but they also do aliens as well. And I think on the cartoon was a little bit closer to that. They did like, you know, kind of aliens. It's really violent too, like the comics. That's what I've heard. I've, I've heard it. I've heard it's, it's, you know, it's, it's not, it's not your typical comic book, you know, for kids kind of shit. Um, I really want to read it after like hearing about it. I'm like, you know, it, I heard it's only like six or eight issues. I really want to check it out. Um, but I mean, this movie was everywhere when this came out. This was such a big deal. Um, I think that this is like, yeah, a lot of people. 90s films sometimes get a bad rap, and I think that this is just one of those. It has really stood the test of time. There, There's a couple things here and there that kind of stand out, but hey, 97, fuck off, dude. Like, what are you going to do? Um I think that the imagery behind it, the the neuralizer, the glasses, the the little cricket gun that Will Smith, it it just it's it's a great movie, man. And I really enjoyed this movie because I went back and watched it. And you're like, man, I want to do Men in Black, and I was like, yeah, whatever. I was literally indifferent. Whatever, cool. You know, maybe you know, maybe whatever. <laughs> and and uh, when I went back and actually watched it, you know, I was like, man, I really forget how much I enjoy this movie and how great it is. And I mean, don't get me wrong, Will Smith is, hey man, you know, Will Smith, it's awesome. Tommy Lee Jones is the MVP of this movie. Oh, yes. He's so good, and it's so outside of his typecast. It's very outside of like what I think. I feel like a lot of people know Tommy Lee Jones for. It's just like curmudgeonly, the fugitive, No Country for Old Men. Under Siege. This was very different. And uh, I think it works well with him and Will Smith. Like, Will Smith is like the, is supposed to be the comedic relief, but he's like the goofy comedic relief versus like the straight man, serious kind of deadpan humor that as a kid, you love Will Smith. As an adult, I fucking love Tommy Lee Jones. Um, I think that, you know, I, I, I don't know. I never really saw the remake, the MIB International. It just. Not a remake. I, well, reboot, whatever the fuck. Um, it, it, there's something. It's, I, the, it's actually it's actually more of a spinoff. Like it's kind of like a like a uh, its own sort of separate thing. Right, because um, I mean, international. You know, obviously these aren't just like American agents. So Liam Neeson's yeah, in yeah. it and shit. Um, <laughs> but yeah. I, I I I think it's and I don't know. There's something about the way that Sonnenfeld does this that's. His sensibilities really, really work with a with a with a title like this. And when I saw all the trailers for MIB International, I was like, that just seems like the action packed good time. It doesn't have that weird, gothic, dark kind of funny, stale sense of humor that this this that this whole thing has about it. And you know, it's got funny moments, it's got sad moments, it's got great action. I think it's got everything in between. And you know, as I'm watching this, it's not too kiddie that as an adult I can't enjoy it. But even when I was a kid, there 
even the adult parts were just enough that it wasn't too much for me as a kid to like watch something like this. But I really, really enjoy it. Uh, I'm glad we I'm glad we're going back and like watching it again. And this is the first time we're kind of uh, we dipping our toes into the Men in Black universe, let alone that. I mean, I think this is one of our first, if not the first Will Smith movie. Uh, yeah, well. Uh, I hadn't considered that actually. <laughs> yeah, I mean, guys got a fucking repertoire out the ass. It's, it's oh, I mean, a good movie to start with, a great movie to start with. Absolutely, and uh, you know, if we're gonna get into my opening thoughts here, like this is probably like my, this is my childhood bread and butter. Like right, right here, this Will Smith, uh, coupled with Bad Boys, coupled with, um. Fuck, what did he do after this? Oh, Independence Day, I think, was just before this. So Independence Day, and then you got that Wild Wild West, which, not great, but as a kid, you kind of, you know, you're kind of into that. Um, so, like, between those four movies here in the late 90s, man, like, it's the, my my childhood is on fire. It's like, holy shit, this guy's the coolest man alive. Like, you know what I mean? Right. Um, but yeah, man, Men in Black was an absolute staple uh, in my in my childhood and my, in my brother's childhood as well. Like, um, you know, we we never again. This is a weird thing that pops up on the podcast. We never bought videos. We always taped them whenever they were on, like whenever they were on TV. So like, I can remember where all the the cuts of all the commercials are. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I can oh, yeah. remember that shit. Um, and like I remember, we used to have like multiple copies and most, multiple tapes of, of this film because it used to be on TV all the fucking time on Channel Ten at like eight thirty. It used to be a thing, and then like you know, um, I guess we just lost track of like how many videos we had of this, um, and we just kept taping it and taping it. Um, and this was something that we always revisited all the fucking time, my brother and I. So it's kind of like ingrained in my memory um, of like how I felt about things. So. Um, yeah, man, this is such an endlessly enjoyable movie. Like, I have no qualms of, like, putting in Men in Black, this first one. I've never, I've no qualms of, like, you know, if someone was to, like, make me watch this movie as, like, torture, I would be, like, Homer Simpson in the fucking hell, like, just eating donuts. Like, this is me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is me just, in, like, devouring this movie because it's so, it knows exactly what it is and it's 100% dialed into just being a goddamn entertaining movie. Like, you know, between Will Smith... Uh, okay, look, I'm going to put this down here. Will Smith is one of the least interesting parts of this movie to me now. Like, as a child, definitely, like, way up there. But for me now, it's like, oh, yeah, okay, he's fun. He's a straight man, like you said, Colin. But for me, it's it's definitely Kay. It's definitely Tommy Lee Jones. And that it's amazing how much that has... In inverted, like you know, from from my childhood, like it's so much more interesting to see Tommy Lee Jones riff off uh, Will Smith, and you know this kind of chemistry that these two have. It's so much more interesting now for me to to look at that as an older person um, than uh, than just you know go go off the face value of Will Smith's sort of like characteristics. Um, but not, I, I wouldn't go so far as calling Tommy Lee Jones my MVP, although he is amazing. My MVP is fucking Vincent D'Onofrio. Holy fucking shit is he bringing it in this movie. Um, and, and, and a lot of that is down to, like, you know, obviously the, the creature and the effects of, like, Rick Baker. I mean, Rick Baker's a fucking legend, right? Like, he's, I was like, okay, is this Stan Winston or is this Rick Baker? Because if it's not... If it's not either of those two, then I have no idea who it is. Like <laughs> you know, the practical effects in this movie are just fucking top notch. You know, it's um, it's it's a beautiful looking movie. Rick Baker just absolutely knocked his like knocked it out of the park. 
Um, but yeah, Vincent D'Onofrio is just such a great, great character actor. And I can't, every time Vincent D'Onofrio is in something, he always manages to elevate a potentially um, kind of like meh kind of like role into something that's truly, you know, memorable. Uh, probably like my my latest sort of example is um, that not great or not memorable remake of Magnificent, Magnificent Seven, you know, the one with Chris Pratt and Denzel Washington. Yeah. D'Onofrio was in that and he just, you know, took, he made this character choice of like some, like that made it totally memorable that could have been totally, um, you know, for, forgettable. Like he's just so good that way. Um, if you haven't seen Daredevil, definitely see Daredevil 1, 2, and 3. Um, 1 and 3 is what he's in mostly. Um, and obviously he's, you know, Private Pile from Full Metal Jacket. Like this is a, a guy who who throws himself into the roles, and he's just such such a great actor. And it looks like he's having the fucking, I mean, you know, take away the 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 knee braces that he had to wear for this role and the heavy makeup. He looks like he's having the greatest fucking time in this role. Like you know what I mean? This is when you see actors like that having a good time in the films that they're in. That immediately makes me have a good time in the fucking watching the films that they're in. Um. So yeah, man, and, and and like you know what you were saying as well, just to kind of like add on to that, the whole sort of world building, like the whole you know oh this whole neuralizer shit, there's aliens there, you know this is kind of like this is literally like the Men in Black, this is like you know kind of like a riff on that um, obvious sort of like um, you know conspiracy that the government is out there and they know sorry is is out there knowing like what the like that there are extraterrestrial life and, you know, that there's all these cover-ups. I love that idea, that whole concept of um, the, the whole idea of, like, this comic book, I guess, franchise, like, taking that into the extreme, you know what I mean? Because, like, that whole premise already is super interesting, the whole conspiracy element of it all. I love that shit. And I never really considered that as a kid. Like, I never really considered, um, oh, man, you know, Roswell, you know, the whole, the, the military is covering it up, you know, what could be the go? Um, and just to see, like, the, like, the, there's a piece of media out there that actually got recognized and it's like, all right, let's, let's take this and let's... <coughs> Let's expound upon this. Let's build this into something that might be enjoyable. And man, is this enjoyable? <laughs> well, um, dude, and just a yeah. really quick, Barry Please. Sonnenfeld, by the way, Barry Sonnenfeld, who obviously, like I said, he directed these. He did Adam's Family. He also did Get Get Shorty, Wild Wild West. Uh, he did like the yeah that Robin Williams movie RV. Uh, as oh, a love that movie. As a producer, he did uh, the Lady Killers, which the Coen Brothers, you know, produced. He did Lemony Snicket's a series of unfortunate events. He was one of the producers that feels behind like him too. Yeah, well, he he also did Men in Black International as a cinematographer. Dude, Raising Arizona, Throw Mama oh, from the Train, shit. Throw Mama from the Train, Big, When Harry Met Sally, Miller's Crossing, Misery. Like, dude, this guy has worked his ass off. I mean, 100%. if. if if you go through like television and shit, it's not really, it's nothing huge. I mean, he did like The Tick and, you know, he's done the uh, Beverly Hills Cop TV show, a series of unfortunate events. But I mean, the guy has just fucking done some of the best shit. And, and I, I feel like he's, I, I, I don't know, I, I feel like not enough people know enough about Barry Sonnenfeld, but there is something. I really, really love about the way he directs these movies. It's like, it's fantastic, man. I think he's got such great sensibilities, and I wish I could 
quantify that more. I, I, you know, I haven't studied the craft enough to realize what it is about him that I really, really, really love, but it's the quick zoom ins. It's the attention to like very, very small details. The humor in his shit is just fantastic. And I love it. No, it's, it's weird because I can't, I can't really, um, I can't really spit it out either. Like it's, it's, he's got a, he's got a style about him and it's not as obvious like the trademarks aren't as obvious as Tarantino or Nolan or like Fincher, you know what I mean? Like it's not really like a there, there's nothing there that actually like you know underlines that this is a Barry Sonnenfeld movie for me. Like it's not really like a this is a Barry Sonnenfeld. Like I wouldn't immediately pick up a Barry Sonnenfeld film. Like I would a Nolan film or a Tarantino or a Fincher. Do you know what I mean? Like right, he, like his his style his style fits the movie that he's making and. That I mean, like you can't ask for a better fit um, for a director than that. Um, but yeah, man, really fucking love this movie. I might, I might, I'm probably even gonna dare to say that this is in my top twenty. I'm not even fucking kidding. Damn, like, this is this is a movie that I keep revisiting, and it never gets old for me. And it's just so fucking clever. Like you know what I mean? This is such a big gamble for a, a studio for Sony to be doing a movie like this like they they put some money into it this is a pretty I don't know what the budget is off by heart I don't know if you can look that up Colin but like I feel like the budget for this movie is pretty pretty fucking solid and you know they got these bankable stars in Tommy Lee Jones and Will Smith and they they rolled the dice and man they turned it into a massive franchise <laughs> uh yeah. 90 90 million dollars yeah, in nineteen in ninety seven, that's fucking solid. That's huge. Um, still, still pretty fucking big, right? I mean, like that's a solid budget. Um, but yeah, like I mean, have you seen the sequels at all? I think I saw a little bit. I remember seeing the second one because I remember Jay working at the post office. Um, mm-hmm. But other than that, I can't hey, remember. It's Kay that yeah, works Kay, at the post office. Sorry, yeah. and I remember the the. Um, the woman that comes in and she crashes and she's like this real yeah. sexy. I was like, is that Lady Deathstrike from X2? That's like the first thing I thought of. <laughs> um, by the way, $90 million budget, $589 million uh, box shit. office. So, yeah, fucking drilling, dude. Yeah. I mean, yeah, the second one was also kind of like another childhood staple of ours. But like even back then, we knew that it wasn't really that great. Like, you know what I mean? Like, And uh, add to that, then the movie's like super short. I think it's like... S- 75 minutes or 80 minutes that second one so it's like super short yeah it's very short and it's kind of forgettable like it's about like this Serlina alien who comes and looks for these lights of Zatha um and yeah you're right she's played by Lara Flynn Boyle um and she's got these kind of like tentacles or like little snake-like things that come out from her she's you know it's it's kind of forgettable and it seems like a bit of a rehash from the first one um except it's jay trying to lure in k after you know neuralizing him at the end of this movie um and and it is it is funny to see k to kind of like as like a normal civilian and like being like uh i don't really believe in aliens or anything like that anymore like it, it is it is forgettable um it's not a great sequel the third one is actually kind of interesting again um directed by Barney, barry sonnenfeld in that it it, it deals with time travel and i know like that time travel is a bit of like a staple and you know kind of can be used as like a get out of jail free card or something sometimes but like that third one's kind of interesting it it, there is a a nice little sort of like twist or a wrinkle in the story they do at the end there that's pretty memorable and pretty solid um international is an abortion of a film by the way, I hate that. <laughs> I hate that film, man. Like I, I watched it, and if you, you know, you probably, um, 
you know, listeners might have heard my review of it on the um, on upcoming attractions, and I just I can't remember a single thing about that movie at all. Nothing, zero. And I watched it literally more recently than I probably watched this movie. So yeah. All right, man. That's it for opening thoughts. What do you say we get into this bitch? I am down, dude. Let's do it. Fuck yeah. All right. We open on a bug. Very subtle, uh, Barry Sonnenfeld. Very subtle. Uh, <laughs> Dragonfly. Oh, dude, I don't want to go past Danny Elfman's score. I love the score for this movie, dude. The dun 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 dun. Like, like I love that. It's it's fucking to me. That to me is like so iconic. You know. That's probably why I keep thinking Burton. You know, it, uh, it, yeah. I mean, it's Elfman. It, yeah. yeah, absolutely. And I, I gotta say, I mean, and I don't want to jump too far ahead, but I fucking love Uncle Rico driving the bus full of like <laughs> illegal immigrants. <laughs> no, we're here, dude. Let's talk about it. So, yeah, basically, this entire opening scene sets up uh, illegal aliens. I love it. I love the 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 little sort of like white line. Sorry, the line between the aliens sort of thing and the little jab. Uh, but yeah, illegal aliens. Uh, get picked up at the border crossing here. Um, I love this like first sort of like state trooper or whatever the fuck he is, water trooper. He's kind of like got this like sarcastic nature about him. He's like, uh, he's like, uh, I would have if it were me, I would have thrown him back. <laughs> um, and then of course K rocks up with D, and we get this sort of like little bit of intrigue here, don't we? Yes. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I love it because he says they're part of NIS, which is the immigration. I can't remember the exact, naturalization uh, service, right? Which I mean, technically, they are a part of. They're just part of a division that you don't really know anything about. You know, like they're telling the <laughs> truth. Yeah, you know, just it doesn't matter because in about two minutes, you're not going to remember any of this shit, anyways. Right. No, exactly. But I love like you know them kind of like cherry picking like who, like which one out of these guys is the alien. Like I love I love how dude immediately Tommy Lee Jones is so likable and watchable. Like he's going through this like lineup and he's like talking. He's like he's like abuela, <laughs> you'll be back and you'll be in America in no time. Welcome, welcome to America. Right, and I I, I I love that. I love the fact that he's not a dick to these. He's just like oh yeah. yeah, and he's asking. He's like, are you coming here for work? Oh okay, cool. Yeah, hey, congratulations. Yeah. Welcome to the U.S. Congratulations. Yeah. Love Where it. You going? I fucking love it. Yeah, yeah, it's fucking great, dude. It's it's good, and like it's such a a stark contrast to the the border the actual border officers. Like you know what I mean? Who are fucking dicks? Right. Um, I love it. But like, yeah, he's working his way down, and he finally gets to Mikey in this <laughs> in this disguise. I love that. Like you know, he can't talk with this head. Like he's just laughing at like everything. He doesn't understand Spanish. It's beautiful. It's it's just this like laugh, and then it's like. You know, they take Mikey over, they cut him open and reveal to be this giant fucking squid monster, right? Which is like the equivalent of like in the movies when you see two kids that get on top of each other's shoulders and throw a trench coat on. I'm like, that's your best bet? Like, how desperate is, is this fucking thing? A hundred percent, dude. But I love like, I love K. I like, I love, okay, dude. Like, because the, the world building is in the dialogue here. It's like, Mikey, when do they let you out of jail? Like, what? What do you mean? Like how do you how are you aware of these? What what is happening here at this point? You know what I mean? Um, and like I I love this this head. Like I will never forget the image of this head, like just on this metal pole and it's like its its mouth kind of like agape. It's like what the fuck is happening at this point? You know? Right. Ugh. Well, my question is like, what attracts 
Mikey to the Border Patrol agent, like, that makes him want to eat him? Like, I, or is it just like, my cover's blown, fucking kill, kill, kill? Like, I, I've never, I mean, it's a nitpick. I know it's a small nitpick, but I was like, what set him off, you know? Like, I didn't know what it was because he doesn't flip out on the agents. He flips out when the yeah. Border Patrol agent, like, sees him for real. Like, I was like, I was hoping it was like, oh, Redhead's, like, it's like a favorite food of his. Like, he just takes <laughs> off after him or something. I didn't really know what it was. I never, I never really, yeah, dude, I never really questioned that. And maybe that's a childhood thing. But, like, yeah, I feel like because he's kind of got a pre-existing relationship, obviously, with the agents. And then it's like, okay, we have this, like, this person's seen me. I'm fucking screwed. You know, so I think I think it's kind of like equal parts. I want to kill this guy, uh, and also I want to escape, kind of thing. Right. For all we know, Mikey's like a registered sex offender and murderer, and he's like, ah, I'm dead anyways. <laughs> what do I care? I might as well try and eat this guy. I love when like K blows him up, and just the the look of all the entrails and shit. Oh, it looks beautiful, dude. Like the blue dude. cum. This like Doctor Manhattan jizz like everywhere. Yeah. The fucking sound that that age is that ah, it's like a siren, right, dude? It's great. It's just like oh my god, it's so good. And I'll never forget that actor because that actor plays um like the yellow-eyed demon from Supernatural. Like in the first two seasons, he's literally like the main villain. So oh. it's like and like yeah, and me and my brother like like <laughs> we'll never forget him. But like that's a that's a that's a me and my brother thing. Um. And then I I love the the truck full of like the flamethrower guys rocking up like you know just to destroy any evidence any bacteria they start torching the cacti and they like you know extinguish it immediately. Meanwhile, Kay's doing the neuralizer thing and he's like, "The answer you're looking for is right here." <laughs> and then it's like, "Who are you, really, really? I'm just a figment of your imagination." And then flash, and it's gone. I love it. Well, and especially it. how he singles, he's like, you guys need to watch it when you're uh, discharging your weapons in your fuel line, especially you. And everybody looks at him <laughs> like, what a dumbass. I love it, dude. I love the I love the bullshit stories they give after. It's fucking great, man. But like after the flashing of like like little little jabs that Tommy Lee Jones does in this movie is great. Like, I, like after he flashes it, he's like, damn, what a gullible breed. <laughs> uh, you like you would you would think that he's an alien, you know? It's, right, yeah. It's fantastic. Uh, but yeah, he flashes D. No, D, you won't. And then, well, because D says, you know, I'm going to miss the chase. And he's like, no, D, you won't. And then cut to chase, right? Cut to Will Smith tearing us through New York trying to hunt down this cephalopod guy. This chase is cool. Brilliantly shot. Um, really fucking exciting, actually. But I love, like, throughout this chase, we kind of get a sense that this guy's not, uh, something's up here, right? Well, yeah, I mean, that and, like, I'm sorry, just the thing that cracks me up about when he neutralizes D is he's like, I'm sorry, you know, the flesh is willing, but the spirit, you know, spirit is willing, but the flesh is blah, blah. He's like, you know, I'm going to miss the chase. But he neuralizes him. He was just talking about pussy. He's like, why the fuck did you do that? I'm not talking about the game. I'm trying to get laid over here. Uh, Being this weird. hundred years old. Dude, this guy with this huge head and this tiny, like, it looks like a Tim Burton, like, supervillain. I don't know what this old man sitting there, just like, the look on his face, like, it kind of creeps me out. There's something about it. Like, this guy just, I don't know, he kind of unsettles me. But, uh, the yeah, D, I mean, but this guy running from um, 
running from uh, fucking Jay. Will Smith, whatever his name is. No, I'm just kidding. Um, no, it's one running, letter. <laughs> right. Um, but him running from Jay, I, I love it because this is so like pre-parkour before parkour. Like, yeah. what does Jim say on The Office? He's like, ah, par- parkour, internet parkour. sensation of the early 2000s. <laughs> like, yeah. that's exactly, I was like, dude, this is so cool seeing this, you know? No, for sure. It's a it's a great chase, man. Like I love, you know, Will Smith landing on the bus. It'd just be raining black people in New York today, huh? <laughs> yeah. Apparently improvised as well. Like, you know, he's got a few improvised lines in this movie. Um What do you think about young, you know, big Willie styles here, man? Um I think that Will Smith is one of the most overrated actors of all time. Um I think that he's a fine actor. I think that he deserves a lot of the accolades that that he has earned. Um, I think that he has made some really good career moves. I think that there has been some times where it seems like he's going for a paycheck more than going for like a good film. You know, it's like this was I mean, this movie would I you know, this is a great film. Uh, I, I think a lot of the stuff that he's doing. I love Independence Day. I know some people give that shit. It's probably more nostalgia. Um, but, you know, then you see him do something like Wild Wild West. And, you know, he you can see he's just doing like the box office stuff. And then at some point he does kind of switch gears and he's doing more of like the you know pursuit of happiness ali. seven pounds ali yeah ali's great he's fucking great in ali but he, he won I, an oscar for that right did he win the a, oscar i don't I know if he so. ever won one no maybe not but the, i mean the thing like seeing him um like uh like i don't know seeing him like turn down um like Django because he's like oh i'm not the main character like you fucking idiot man like i get that you're not the main character but like you know dude it just it blows my mind like i'm sorry but anybody who would read that script and turn it down cuz they're not the main character is a fucking idiot i'm right. sorry man like you know turn down neo from the matrix cuz he wanted something that was a sure bet i i don't think he's a real risk taker when it comes to stuff um you know that being said he's a talented guy i watched fresh prince growing up i don't really enjoy his music career uh most of his stuff is just samples from other like you know uh, uh, the the wild wild west song is just i wish by stevie wonder you know the the men in black theme song is just i can't remember the name of the song but it's um i have uh, fucking it's something like um they are samples uh, yeah no right, they're, I, all, they're all they're all samples and i'm like dude you've made a career after being like an okay actor that's super overrated and like sampling a bunch of other people's music like he's a talented guy i haven't seen his whole repertoire but you know i would love to see him do something that you know like he just did gemini man and it's like yeah that seems like a total will smith move and it's like i want to see like i liked irobot i thought it was cool i like a movie like that and that was a little bit outside Yeah, but I want to see him just, like, throw a fucking curveball at somebody. You know, break that typecast. You are not the black, like, Tom Cruise, you know? Like, you're not the, like, the action star guy. Like, you are, and you can do that, and that's awesome. But break the mold, man. Like, Tom Cruise in Tropic Thunder. Like, do something like that. Throw us a fucking total curveball. Or, like, Tom Cruise in Collateral. You know, be a bad guy. Do something different. You know, maybe that movie's out there, and I just haven't paid enough attention to his career. But everything I see, he's like the leading man in some kind of, you know, I Am Legend's fucking great. I'll give it that. I like I Am Legend. That's pretty cool. That's a really good movie. I actually, fuck, that might be my next pick now that I'm thinking about it. Um, but I just, I want to see him break that mold. I want to see him take a little bit more risk on some stuff, you know? No, I get I get what you mean. And like, I think, I think for, for the most part, I, I agree with you. Um, 
I think there is one thing that really kind of makes Will Smith shine or kind of like, you know, um, hit with people, and that's charisma. Like, he's fucking charismatic. Like, in everything that he is in, although he's not really putting in, you know, he's not really... I get what you mean, like, in terms of, like, being overrated, but at no point to me is he boring to watch, right? Especially no. in this movie. Yeah. Like, he's got he's got a swagger about him. He's got an attitude about him that just makes him a good time and, like, you know, just fun to watch. Like, he's never boring. Um, and I think I think he's kind of, like, kind of preyed on that idea and, like, he's, you know, it's been successful for him. Um there, there are, there have been curveball movies here and there. Uh, oh, by the way, he was nominated for Ali. He didn't win. Um, uh, yeah, I just looked at that. Yeah, yeah. Um, one of the movies he he did a fucking great job in, but the script just didn't wasn't solid. Uh, Concussion. Um, that's the movie about the the CTE and the way it affects NFL players. Um, mm-hmm. Really, really solid fucking performance man like yeah if you if you do want to check out something that he's really kind of different in he's that's a that's a solid one for sure um and a really really pretty interesting story actually but yeah but uh look like getting back to this movie um yeah he hunts down this guy this cephalopod um you know i love the 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 little things that Sonnenfeld kind of throws in here to show that this is not a normal, this is not a human being that is hunting down, right? This is something else. Um, like he pulls out the, the 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 fucking weapon, it disintegrates immediately. He does that kind of like weird sort of like run up the wall, and he's saying he's coming, he's coming, right? I love like them running into the Guggenheim Museum and like literally. He's climbing up the fucking wall, like the outside of the wall, and it's just like, what the fuck is this thing? And Will Smith has to like, you know, shoot down the fucking window, uh, sorry, the do- the window doors, and then you know, just starts. Dude, by the way, you are not running that distance up that kind of like spiral yeah. building in that time. Like you are fucked, sir. You are. You are, are you? Are you Usain Bolt? Is that is that who you are? <laughs> Right, yeah, I wanted someone on set to be like, Barry, they don't all run fast. I don't know what you're thinking, dude. Like, they're not all that. Like, it, like, it did crack me up because you see him on the bottom level and, like, three seconds later, he's, right. like, up five stories. It's like, oh, I, I'm sorry. I forgot you were, like, Earth-62 Barry Allen Flash. My bad. Right, exactly. And, uh, you know, they get up there. Uh, Cephalopod does his little blink thing, which is like, oh, okay, that's cool. And uh, he takes a swan dive off the fucking top of the building, which is super creepy. Because I'll always remember the sound; like it's kind of like a like a like a high pitched sound of him like falling before he hits the street, and it's like, Ugh. dude, it, the the fact that they pull away like right at the last second, seeing him yeah. hit that concrete, is you like you. It's like you think you see it, and you're like, holy shit, it's like right yeah. there. Yeah, it's it's fantastic. Like again, Sonnenfeld, just brilliant. Because we're looking at this shot, and then. The next shot is one of my favorite shots in the entire movie. Might be one of my favorite shots ever. It's just this pickup truck in the foreground, this house in the background, and then what you think is a star is moving. It's like a oh, dude. Just the, this the way this shot is composed, the, the 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 dialogue that's happening in the background. You get a sense of like who Edgar is like he's talking about fucking domestic violencing his wife <laughs> like he's like you don't get beaten enough or you get beaten too much and then like and then he's like the only thing that matters uh, the only thing that pulls my pulls its weight around here is my goddamn truck and then boom love it man love it talk to me about this scene 
No, I, I, I really dig it because, um, I mean, as soon as, as soon as that shit goes off, he like pops out with a shotgun. And, um, there is a guy that we worked with at one of my last jobs. I'm just going to call him John. Uh, he is a white trash piece of shit. Uh, and he, he talked like Vincent D'Onofrio talked when he turns into the bug, like he had this voice and he kind of talked like that. And anytime he would start getting pissed at work and start going off, I would, I would look at him and go, so you want me to put my hands <laughs> behind my head? Like sugar would, and water. I would fuck with him so bad and he hated it. And every time I see this guy now, I just think of old John, white trash, piece of shit. Um, I, I, I can't help it. It makes me laugh every single time. And like. It's so weird seeing Vincent D'Onofrio, like, just as normal himself, and, and then uh, once he comes back, you're like, holy shit. Like, that is fucking crazy. When you look at it, you're like, that is some really... Because at first, as a child, I was like, oh, that's not the same guy. There's right. no way. Because he looks taller. He looks like a foot taller than before. And you're like, that can't be the same guy. And then as it goes on, you're like, holy shit. They really did some great effects work w with him on this and uh, i i really i really love this scene because it's just very like um prototypical of you know the the redneck showing up with a shotgun to a ufo thing like, it reminds me of a bill hicks joke where he was like he was like why the fuck do rednecks bring shotguns to ufo sightings like because we don't want to <laughs> we don't want to be taken from our homes and he's like yeah <laughs> leave all this behind um like that's the first fucking thing i think of every time i see a scene like this it's great dude like and like the just even like think about that the idea of this right like i mean like how fucked up was my childhood to watch this like so many fucking times over like this if you put this on paper like how would it read like alien crashes is crashes in in fucking farmer's front lawn farmer goes to investigate alien eats farmer rips off its skin and wears its skin what yeah he goes that like full buffalo bill on him you know Dude, totally. <laughs> Would you fuck me? Yeah, I'd sure. fuck me. <laughs> Goodbye, whore. <laughs> but yeah, he walks in uh, to and you know says to his wife Beatrice, "Give me sugar in water." <laughs> in water. <laughs> this is so unsettling because Sonnenfeld holds on this thing for so long. Like, he does this a couple times during this movie where it's, like, something massive happens and then, like, kind of, like, immediately after, there's, like, this kind of, like, long sort of, like, unsettling scene where you're not sure what is going on and he, he takes his time with these sequences. Like, this scene takes, I feel like, forever because, I mean, like, and that's not a bad thing. I love that, you know, that it's kind of given its sort of, like, due credit. He's, she's like, Edgar, your skin is hanging off your face. Turns to the mirror and he's like, ah, oh, is that better? <laughs> oh, that's, that is like such an infamous shot. Just beautiful, dude. I love it. And then like, you know, I love him. Like she faints. He waltzes off to uh, the, the fucking UFO and uh, digs it out, right? And then you get uh, Jay being interrogated by his boss uh you know what happened to the guy blah blah what are you talking about i am half the man you are <laughs> oh that's so good now, you leave me alone and you well you leave me alone with you for 10 minutes and you get 10 minutes on a stairmaster, you pudgy bastard <laughs> oh boy um he leaves and then you find uh and then in walks in uh laurel weaver right i think she is so underused in this movie by the way linda fiorentina uh, yeah 
No, yeah. for sure, because she kind of has this whole like, uh, like a Wednesday Adams kind of vibe to me. Yeah. You know, this like this gothic-y kind of like macabre gothic kind of girl. God, she is hot as she fuck, is dude. Smoking. Ever since I was a kid, I was just like, if uh, I could masturbate <sighs> at seven years old, holy shit. <laughs> No, dude, she is smoking. And, like, in the next movie, the fucking, the girl is uh, Rosaria Dawson. Like, it's like, damn. <laughs> oh, um, yeah. First thing there, I was like, Rose McGowan? I was like, oh, no, no wait, 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 way off. <laughs> <laughs> way off. Um, but, yeah, Kay walks in, like, unplugs the camera and wants to know, <laughs> he basically wants to know whether Jake can uh, recognize the weapon if he saw it again. Um, but I love the like the way he opens like the the dialogue between him. he's like they're gills. <laughs> oh, and it's it's so great! Like, like you know, Jay immediately takes him seriously when he's he walks in and he's like, oh, they're gills. He's breathing. You know, he was out of breath. Blah blah. And he's just like, oh yeah, that's great. Blah blah. He goes, what did what did he say? He goes, he said something like the world's gonna end. He's like, when. Yeah, the fact that he even wants to know when you can you can see the the dynamic change. It's great. Yeah, it's not a it's not a what, it's a when, and it's like I understand what you're saying, but uh, yeah, man, they go out to Jack Jabe's place. I love like you know I know this guy. He doesn't sell guns, and he's like, all right, I'm gonna go in there and put my thing down. <laughs> like what? What are, you, <laughs> what are you talking about? Like, but when I come back, I want I want some real answers. Blah blah. And like I love Kay. Okay, you go put your thing down. <laughs> Oh, and Tony Shalhoub, dude! Yes. Holy hell! Like, yes. talk about character another, actors, right? Yeah, I mean, I, unbelievably iconic of this. The guy getting his head shot off and growing back, like, it, it, it's just if there's imagery that sticks in this movie, this is definitely one of them for sure. And there's a lot of like pretty, pretty iconic imagery in this movie. Um, one thing I really like about Will Smith's character, and you know, he is kind of like goofy and sort of out of his element. He's not like you buy him as a pretty good police officer. Like the immediate moment where Kay pulls the trigger here on Jeeves, like the way like he quickly pulls out his pistol and he's like, "All right, I'm gonna put you. I'm gonna give you three seconds to put down the weapon." Like I buy Jay here. Do you know what I mean? Oh no, absolutely. Like when he goes in and they're playing good cop bad cop and he blows Tony Shalhoub's head off yeah. the first thing Will Smith does is pull a gun on it and you're like dude this is great like it's it's fantastic it's it's so realistic it isn't him like dude what did you do like he's like I don't know who you are I don't even know if you're a cop like you're some sort of government agent like what the fuck and he just draws a weapon on him it's like man even if you say you're a cop like he's still he has that code you know mm, for sure uh, but James is carrying the weapon and uh Jay recognizes it. Uh, basically, Kay says that uh, you know this. Get rid of this shit. <laughs> I'm gonna come back for them Rolexes. <laughs> oh yeah, it's so great. Like all this alien weaponry, and he's like, yeah, and don't maybe catch some Rolexes back here. It's like, dude, okay. <laughs> he's so totally out of his element, dude. But uh, Kay neuralizes him, and uh, they end up at this restaurant. I love like the way this this scene opens with Kay just like doing this like uncontrollable uncontrollable laughter like i've never seen tommy lee jones make this sound ever this laughing sound ever oh no. <laughs> honey this one's eating my popcorn yeah, what? <laughs> but like immediately like as soon as he's like he spots his watch he's like oh like he, he stops laughing he's like, oh. <laughs> it's like watching the air get sucked out of a room he's like Zhoop. yep and he's like what are we talking about see it's the tequila you are a bright young man but you've got to watch your drinking <laughs> you need to lay out the sauce. <laughs> um, 
A quick little scene of the exterminator rocking up to Edgar's farm, and uh, man, this part scared me as a kid. I can tell you that much. Pissed! Oh, God, he's, he's scary. He still scares me. <laughs> he does. Well, and what's what's crazy about all these roaches is like the ASPCA was all over this shit. Like it's like having live animals. Like you had they had to be accounted for. It's like in Shawshank, like they had to find a dead maggot for Jake Brooks's bird to eat. Like they don't draw the line at anything. Even though we have like a huge roach problem in the world, they don't care. Like you've got to count every single one of them, and it's like what the fuck? Yeah, like, it, that's it was crazy. Like- it was like super like anal, dude. It's like what the fuck? Okay, fine, all right. And like even like when when Jay's stepping on them at the end, they're like, "What are they mustard packets?" Yeah, yeah, they're mustard packets. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, Edgar gets rid of the exterminator in a fucking horrific way. Especially, I mean, like this is rated PG here, which is insane. <laughs> Yeah, well, the the part that cracked me up is what he takes his spring rod, whatever, and shoves yeah. it down his throat. I would have loved if the guy was like, and pulled it right back. He's like, aha, <laughs> tricks on you. I'm a sword <laughs> swallower. It just goes right back to like spring. <laughs> oh, dude, like, uh, like seriously, I would have loved. Like, yeah, he pulls it out and he just starts spraying Edgar because Edgar's a fucking roach. <laughs> right? Yeah. Oh man. And then okay, we get to one of my favorite scenes in the movie. It's the. Uh, it's the induction slash training scene, right? We meet Zed. We meet the best of the best of the best, sir. We are with honors. This is great. Oh, Captain America over here. He's just <laughs> really happy to be here and has no idea why. <laughs> <laughs> Again, dude, like it's the it's it's the time that Sonnenfeld dedicates to this entire scene. This whole like. It's so quiet. There's no music. It's just literally the sound of like pens and pe- oh, sorry, pencils and paper. You focus on like all these like weird, you know, like you focus on all these like recruits or candidates, and then all of a sudden, <laughs> Jay, Jay, I can't even spit it out, dude. It's so fucking funny. Jay just gets up, and then all he hears. <laughs> oh, dude, it's 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 so. It's so fantastic because, like, I feel like even this is the test. This is like yeah, adapt to your situation. It must like, be. It must be. Uh, it's uh, it's like instead of getting up and moving his pod over or grabbing the little chrome <laughs> table next to him, it's like I'm going to be the most. I think it shows like just the most. You know, it'll you'll get the job done, but it'll be loud and and outside att- the attra- box. right and attract people to you. Like it's like uh, this is not what we want. We want discretion. You know. Right, it was like I just love like no one goes to like write on the uh, on on a wall or like uses someone else's like the outside of someone else's seat or anything. It's like I'm gonna I'm gonna drag this big ass loud ass table and just make as much noise as possible. But I love like when he drags it over, they're all just looking at him, and he's like he looks at the guy next to him. He's like, "You want to get down on this?" <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like he's passing a joint. Oh, it's fucking fantastic. And then of course the shooting range. Um, <laughs> I love the logic that Jay applies here, dude. How good is this? Oh, dude, it's fantastic. He's like, he's like look, my guy's just doing some chin-ups for me. How would you like? You're working out in the park. Someone <laughs> come bust a cap in your ass. Like, like, meanwhile, you, you got this white like, girl. It's like, it's... Oh, no. okay, <laughs> God damn it. Sorry. He was like, uh, we got this white girl fucking in the ghetto in the middle of the night. She reading about quantum physics or some shit. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, she about to start some shit. <laughs> But yeah, like he's like he's like he's like man. I know how it is, man. I'm running up on the treadmill and like someone run <laughs> busts into the gym trying to mess up my shit. 
Oh, it's great. But yeah, I, I love like um, I think I think it's here, or it might have even been in the sort of like the the egg the egg seat scene, um, where you know um, Zed looks over to fucking K and he's just like laughing. He's like sniggering to himself, like behind the glass. Like I love like little moments like that. Yeah. Um, and Rip Torn, dude. R R I P Rip Torn. You can dodge a wrench. You can dodge a ball. Yeah, dude. That is. Boy, you're about as you're about as useful as a cock flavored lollipop. Oh boy, how good is that? <laughs> um, all right, <laughs> you're about what we've come to expect from years of government training. <laughs> oh, dude, that's such a great <laughs> line. Oh, there's so much here. There's so much here, uh, and of course, K uh, breaks it down for Will, uh, for Jay rather, uh, in 1950s uh, race of you know establishing contact. Blah blah blah. We know what this is. Uh, everybody thought the agency was a joke, except the aliens who made contact. March 2, 1961, outside New York. There were nine of us there the first night. Seven agents, one astronomer, and one dumb kid who got lost in the wrong back road. Oh, man, you bought the tall man some flowers. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, and then we meet, we meet these little grasshoppers, or whatever the fuck they are, right? These things are fucking, these things are now iconic. So weird. Oh, dude, that was, like, all over the cartoon I was watching when I was growing up and then, like, drinking coffee and smoking cigarettes. Like, something so funny about these guys being, like, addicted to all this Earth shit. That's just so funny. Yeah, uh, as as kids, I used to, as kids, we used to love these things, but now they're kind of annoying. I mean, like, I think they the, the sequels just kind of beat them into the ground, especially the second one, dude. Like, they were a big part of the second one, I remember. And it was just like, man, just... Fuck off now, you know? Like, you were great for that, like, one scene in the first one, but damn. Right, because in this, they're literally only used to be like, look, it's all real. And then after that, it's like, they don't need to be, like, the face of the franchise, you know? Right, exactly. Um, But, yeah, K... K, K fucking lays it out for Jay, right? He's like, you know, there's more aliens here than you think. They're just trying to make a living. I love, like, Jay immediately being, like, cab drivers. <laughs> just just straight up, like, <laughs> yeah. immediately. <laughs> um, but, yeah, like, uh, and I love this, like, you know, the distinction between a person is smart but people are fucking stupid. Like, I love that. You have no idea how fucking happy that made me feel because it's like, that is so true. Like, one person alone is can be smart and think for themselves. And then, like, you know, once you introduce a group of people, then they start in- influencing each other's thinking and it's like, yeah, stupidity. Oh, dude, 1,500 years ago, we knew the Earth was the center of the universe. 500 years ago, everybody knew that the Earth was flat. And 15 minutes ago, (laughs) you knew that people were alone on this planet. That's like the best line from this movie. Imagine what you'll know tomorrow. Oh, so good. And the fact like, man, his delivery of his lines, I think that's what does it for me. It's Tommy Lee Jones's like delivery of his lines that makes it so, so much more either serious or comical, depending on the situation. And here it's just like, it hits you, you know, it's like, fuck. Um, also, I wish Kay were here to see 2019 when a lot of people don't think that the, that the earth is fucking flat or round. <laughs> he or just, he, he just like goes postal in the MIB and starts shooting people. <laughs> I can't stand this anymore. Right. <laughs> just well, this this whole uh, this whole conversation is great. I love. He's just like, "What's the catch? The catch is no one will ever know you exist ever." And, you know, and yeah. you can see it's a shock. That's really a shock to Jay. And he's like, "Whoa!" And the the only thing I the only gripe I really don't. I was like, "What I need is like." 
he sits here and he kind of watches the sun go down, you know, and he's, you know, contemplating it. And then he just kind of shows back up and he's like, yeah, I'm ready to go. It's like, I want at least one scene of like a girlfriend, a mother, an aunt, right. uh, you know, a, a gr- much about him. Yeah. Right. Which is, I mean, it's not a huge, it's not a huge deal, but like there should be a little bit more weight to that decision, I feel like. Or maybe like a little brother or someone that he's like, hey, I'm going away for a while. I'm sorry. I won't, you know, yeah, fuck it. Make him like a, make him like a volunteer youth basketball coach or something. And he's like, Hey, sorry guys. I'm not going to be coming back here anymore. Or something, you know, I, 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 it's a roommate, something, give me something where we're, we're showing him sever some ties. Maybe that's a deleted scene. You know, I, if I'm thinking of it, I'm hopeful. I'm hoping that somebody, you know, uh, somebody shot it at least, you know? No, absolutely. Like it, it feels like, it feels like we do need something to, because he's obviously sat here all fucking night, so like we need to see, we need to know why, like why this was such a hard decision for him to make. You know what I mean? Right. Um. But yeah, but like not only that, dude. Like when you just said deleted scene, it made me think of like how insanely tight the script is. This is an hour and what forty minute movie. This movie is as long as Misery, right? Like which we just covered. This movie's as long as Misery, and Misery, like that running time, is kind of justified because it's two people in one location mostly. Whereas this is a massive world with a kind of like a, a big sort of like B scale plot. Like you know, you've got to introduce this this whole concept of like aliens being among us. Like this movie does so much in an hour and forty, and it doesn't feel rushed at all. Like the pacing is so on point. I love it. What do you think about that? No, for sure. I I think that. There's not really there's it's it's a very tight script. There does hit a couple of points where it's like you know uh, Edgar uh, yeah, as his wife calls him Edgar, not Edgar um, <laughs> with that, a J, Ed, just, you know, just JJ, right? Right, where he, where he sees the cat and the the thing around its neck, and it's like, okay, I can buy that, you know. And then Will Smith kind of notices like the skyscrapers and shit, and it's like, okay, so like basically, you know, we need something to kind of start tying all of this together because now it's time. Like it's just kind of like, oh, okay, like time to get going because you know we're at that point we need to get going. Um, like the the like there's the only thing i i didn't really like about it is that um there, and, and, and 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 again if i'm you know john q script writer and i'm writing the script you know when edgar gets into the car with laurel and he's like i need you to drive me here and he shows her the towers you know will smith just figures out that he's going to the towers and it's like i mean yeah. yeah maybe but what i really would have liked is if he's holding the thing and as they drive off it goes out the window and he picks it up and he's like i know where they're going and it's like oh okay cool like you could use the same visual reference like you could use something like that instead of just a coincidence the coincidence is like a lazy screenwriter's best friend yeah and i feel like coincidence was a pretty big thing in the late the late 90s that a lot of script writers used to use right like it was like a like whereas neck now audiences are much smarter and they're like well not gonna not really gonna buy that i need more so yeah right. i agree with you on there uh, next day, Jay heads back to MIB and meets up with Kay. Before y'all get to beaming me up, <laughs> there's a couple things I want you to understand. First off, you chose me, so you recognize the skills. And I don't want nobody calling me son or kid or sport or nothing like that. And, like, immediately Kay calls him Slick. <laughs> He's like, cool, what oh, do you yeah. say, Slick? <laughs> um, and apparently Kay never calls him those three things again. Like, he finds, like, other variations of it. Like, I love it. I love it. It's just like, you know, it's, it's still like nice little jabs here, but it's never, you know, like sun or sport or anything like that. It's it's brilliant. 
Um, I need to tell I need to tell you something about your skills. As of now, they mean precisely dick. And this is such a great fucking scene, man. This this set looks great. Um, it's kind of like a, a customs for aliens. It's beautiful. Um, you know, they don't really linger on anything too long. Like it's kind of like a like a little tease of like this sort of like massive open expansive world that you've just opened up. Um, and it's it's brilliant. It works. Like you know, you you, you go past that. The Archelian who comes into a letter, that big bold guy, and you know he's being cleared through customs. Any fruits or vegetables, and he hands over this crazy looking thing. And yeah, I love this. I love. What do you think about MIB headquarters? Um, it, it really feels like uh, like like NASA in the movie like Apollo thirteen, like it, or nice. Apollo 11, whatever the fuck it is. It feels like old school. Like I feel like you know, and obviously their look is very. You know, old school. They're they're discreet. It's timeless. The black, the white shirt and black tie. That's never going to go out of style. Um, I mean, it's it's been prominent since the fucking thirties and forties and fifties. So there is that really kind of old school look to them that I really enjoy. And it seems like people should just be like chain smoking cigarettes with like loose ties <laughs> around. You know, it feels like it feels very like Mad Men to me. Yeah, I I didn't get the Mad Men vibe. Um, but yeah, no, that's that's actually a good fucking pull, dude. I like that. Um, they go over to these two aliens who are controlling the screen. What was the names? It was like Bleep Blorp and Bob. <laughs> yeah, we got Blorp and Bob. Well, I love. I don't know if you caught this. As he's talking to, as, as Kay is talking to Jay, do you notice the guy hanging from the ceiling in the background over over like Kay's shoulder? What? No, what? Yeah, if you go back, it's like uh, it's after it's when they're looking on the screen. If you're looking at uh, the, it's like literally the thirty six something thirty six forty nine minute mark. Like if you like, he's like, ah, uh, you know, I knew our teacher had to be from Venus. Oh, it's oh, actually Jupiter. Oh shit, that's cool. Yeah, what the guy is the hanging fuck? from the ceiling. <laughs> I, dude, I've watched this. I've watched this movie a dozen times. I've never caught that what until this viewing, fuck? right? Just what right a now, great and detail. I was like, right. Well, there's a huge space over his shoulder, and I was like, why? And I look, and I was like, there's a fucking person hanging from the ceiling. I was like, what the oh fuck? Oh my god, that's beautiful, dude. That's so fantastic. I'd never realized that until now. Um, but yeah, I love fucking Sylvester Stallone being an alien because that totally fits. <laughs> oh, dude, there's like George Lucas, Spielberg, yeah. Al Roker. There's like apparently, I think Barry Sonnenfeld might be up there, but I, I can't a hundred percent tell. I read he had a cameo as alien on screen at some points. So it's like, well, nice. and there's a couple of them on here. It might not be him, you know. Nice. Um, I can't. I can't remember. If it was this movie, I think it might be the second one actually now. Uh, like, cause like sometimes like when they're in like MIB headquarters, like the, my memories of like both movies kind of like blend together. This isn't the one with Michael Jackson, is it? No, that's that's the second one. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because Michael Jackson's on screen. He's like, he's like, <laughs> he's like, Zed, I can be Agent M. <laughs> and it's like, what the fuck? Okay, cool. Um, but yeah, basically, Zed says, you know, let's put it on. Put what on the last suit you'll ever wear, and then uh, uh, well, I was about to say, Will Jay goes through the induction process, gets rid of his fingerprints, uh, deletes his records. Um, it's great, it's great. You kind of like buy that, uh, he's part of like this government organization, this not really a government organization, right? Uh, it's more of just like a secret organization that's uh, tasked to protect the world, rather, or even just you know, protect our borders. 
it's good. Well, dude, the the fingerprinting burning thing is like, ah, dead. like that makes me grip my t- my teeth every time. But it also makes me laugh because it's like, what happens when you neuralize these people and they get released back into society? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, I, what happens? I don't know. I don't know, like how far back it erases their memories and shit. I think that's what the settings behind the like little neuralizers can do. But yeah. So as Edgar rocks up to Rosen, Rosen, Rosenberg's. Is it Rosenberg or Rosenthal? I think it's Ro- Rosenthal. Rosenberg. Oh, Rosenthal. Well, Rosenberg. Fuck me. Jesus Christ. The jewelry store owner. Jesus Christ. That's it. That's the one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, with the cat. But I love, like, I love Edgar driving the truck and, like, how, just how uncomfortably he has to, like, navigate his, like, limbs to get comfortable or look comfortable or look natural. That shit, to me, is my favorite part of this movie, dude. Like, just him, like, navigating... The the giant cockroach navigating Edgar's body. That's... It's it's so fascinating to me. Like, and it's so fascinating to watch. Oh, dude, the shit with his arm is he, like, has to force it back into place. Yeah. And then once he, once he drives off, he has the most, like guy who thinks drunk guy who thinks he's about to get laid look on his face he's just kind of like <laughs> and he just oh my god that i that part i laugh out loud at every time yeah and i've totally been that drunk guy who thinks he's about to get laid before by the way <laughs> just gonna throw that out there um <laughs> so zed sends uh j and k man yeah there's a lot of letters to remember in this whole fucking thing Jane K to this guy who's not supposed to be out where he is and uh Man, well, actually, hold on. Before we before we get to that, the squid squid baby, we get Rosen Rosenthal meeting with the big Archelian guy, and, Rosenberg, um, Rosen fucking Berg. Jesus Christ! <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. You know what? Some Jewish guy. All right. You know what? It's Jewish. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! But yeah, I love this man. Like, uh, dude, the guy stuffed under that little thing. Like, just folded up. Holy shit, is that creepy. Oh, dude, yeah. Like, that. that is, like, uh, again, for a movie that's supposed to be kind of a kid's movie, it's just kind of, like, right in between. You're like, holy fuck, what the, what the hell? Yeah, and, um, man, like, it's... You can kill us both, but you'll never find... Uh, what is it? You'll never find the galaxy. And then he's like... Oh. <laughs> he just fucking stabs him, dude. Like, plain, plain as day. It's, um... You know, at, at, at the same time, it's like, well, did no one really see that? But it, again, at the same time, it's like, well, that was fucking creepy. Like the way he just like, like just stabs them, like like with the little the little antenna pointers, and like immediately, and it's just like, oh, they're both dead. All right, what the fuck? Oh, dude, and I love the the giant is Lurch from uh, Adam's Family. Yeah, how good is that? Yeah, recast. It's awesome. I love the cat just like, you know, like immediately jumping into action. Um, and Edgar takes off with the with the diamonds, not knowing that they're diamonds. I love like as he's out on the street, he just like raises his like arm to this guy, like pretending that he's like normally just like a normal human being. Oh, it's fantastic. Uh, J and K get to this guy, Reggie, and his heavily pregnant wife. Let me see your other license and registration, please. <laughs> you know, when I was a kid, I was like, man, how many fucking license and registrations do you have to fucking carry? I completely didn't realize that he had, he had one for being an alien. 
Like that just went totally over my head when I was a kid. And I was like, damn, when you're a driver, you have to carry around a lot of papers, don't you? <laughs> Dude, do you, do you know who Sam Harris is? He does like a lot of like yeah, yeah, yeah. debate. Yeah, absolutely. Dude, this guy looks exactly like yeah. Sam Harris. Oh my yeah. God. I looked down and I was like, whoa, holy shit. And I was like, oh, wait, because Sam Harris's mom created the Golden Girls. And I was like, is this Sam Harris? Oh, and I was shit. like, nah, no that. fucking way, dude. There's no way That's Sam cool. Harris was in, was in Men in Black. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking awesome. I didn't even catch that. I mean, like, I, I didn't I didn't really catch the likeness, but yeah, now that you bring it up, damn. Um, did you happen to catch this Reggie character's, like, like his his identification photo on his like alien license dude <laughs> i i knew it was kind of fun i saw it out of the like corner of my eye i was like that's kind of weird looking yeah <laughs> it's like totally not even human like i don't even know how the disguises work but yeah it was just a nice little touch um and man like every time you see the trade the world trade towers in the back of a shot it's just like oh no yeah Man, oh, no. that's a, a lot. That's a lot of movies, you know. Like I think Spider Man yeah. was like one of the only movies to dodge that bullet. And you're like, man. Yeah, I mean, even just a shot of it, like watching like Ghostbusters, you know. And you're like, ooh, like I was watching Seinfeld the other day, and they were like, oh yeah, that guy, he sells T-shirts in front of the World Trade Center. And you're like, fuck. Yeah, I had the same feeling pretty recently. I watched, um, I've been watching The Sopranos, and like you know, because it takes place in Jersey, and they go and visit New York, and there it is, man. Fuck. Um, but yeah, congratulations, Reg. It's a squid. <laughs> this is such a great gag, man. Like, just like them, you know, talking shop in the foreground, in the background, Jay-Z is getting absolutely fucking destroyed. I don't usually like slapstick comedy, but this was just funny to me. Right. Well, yeah, and it's a cool way to, like, kind of, I don't know, it, it kind of give us a little bit of information. I wouldn't even really call it exposition. But, like, he's like, what's going on? Why are, Why is everybody running off the planet, you know? And they were like, what, what, the, what the hell is going on? And I, I, I really dig that. I, I dig the fact that they're giving us information, but it's like a visual comedic kind of thing at the yeah. same time. You know, it's it's very clever. Like this could have been something that was so like, you know, cookie cutter, cut and paste kind of like exposition scene. Um, but yeah, the way the way like very much like this movie, like everything else in this movie, the way it's given is very entertaining. Um, and it's just totally just a, a blast to watch. Uh, they go check the hot sheets and uh, find Beatrice's interview, right? And they go and visit Beatrice. And uh, she invites him in. Basically, she tells him about what the police investigation inclu- included. Uh, police took a report, wrote down everything I said, A to Z, not believing one thing I said, sort of making <laughs> making fun of me. Um, man, do I love Jay's little spiel here. Holy shit. This is great. Um, <laughs> I love... Um, <laughs> I also love Kay's like story like after he neuralizes it he's like you know swamp gas light reflected off Venus like it's it's great <laughs> oh yeah you, and, and as, soon, as soon as she says something about sugar water he's like we're good bye <laughs> like yeah. we're done here I know exactly what's going on yeah and Jay, like, he's like, he, he, he keeps adding on to it. He's like, he's like, in fact, you know what? You kicked him out. <laughs> oh, and dude. girl, whatever you get a second bite, go to Bloomingdale's, buy yourself a dress. Oh, my God. Hire, he's like, he's like, you got to like, what does he say? He's like, you got to hire. Find yourself some uh, nice dresses, get you some, some shoes. You need to hire a decorator to come in here quick because 
damn. <laughs> oh, dude, yeah. Th- this this whole place was just like, uh, like is this Annie Wilkes' house out of misery? Like, what the yeah. fuck? This looks this looks like a fucking hovel. I, I would hate to be in this place. Um, but yeah, they go out to the crash site. Uh, he scoops up and is like, oh, please, not green. And calls Zed. Zed, we got a bug. Love it. But I love, and and what I love here as well is like the the need, like well, K telling himself, hoping that it's not green, that it's not a bug, kind of like sets up the, I guess the notoriety of like the bugs. Like, do you know what I mean? Like he's like, oh fuck, these are what these these this is what we're dealing with. This is gonna be one dangerous fucker that we're gonna be dealing with. Um, I like it. I like it. Uh. Giant cockroach, uh, massive inferiority complex, real short temper, terrorizing its uh, around Manhattan Island in a brand new Edgar suit. Sound like fun? <laughs> For a second uh, there, I, you said you said giant cockroach. I thought you said Johnny cockroach. I'm oh. like, that's my state. That's my stage name now, Johnny cockroach. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you, I thought I thought you I thought you were gonna say that you thought I said giant cock, and I was like, oh, right. <laughs> that, that that works too. Um. But yeah, Rosenberg gets wheeled into the morgue, right, with uh, with the cat, with um, with Orion, and uh, she goes to work working on him. You know, she finds that his interiors are not exactly normal. <laughs> um, but yeah, and the, the men in black show up, right, which is weird. I'm Doctor Leo Manville, and this is what does he say, Doctor Doctor White. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and the way he says it to him, I'm Dr. Leo Mando, and this is Dr. White. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's fantastic. Um, But yeah, they get into they get into it with um, with fucking Fiorentiero's character. God, I can't stop looking at it, dude. She's just they don't make women like this anymore. They just they just oh man, she is. uh, There's just something like she reminds me of. the mom from Liar Liar, like which I I just oh, I, both yeah. of these women growing up, I was like, oh my god, you were so fucking hot. Oh, dude, totally. And there's something about that mom from Liar Liar that's just like there is there there you're working with something under there under those mom clothes. I know you are. <laughs> <laughs> Hell, I'd have gotten you pregnant too. Fuck. <laughs> nice. Oh, Jim Carrey, lucky. Uh, wasn't Carrey always in that movie? Is that Carrie Elwes? Who's the... Uh... Yeah, uh-huh. Oh, nice. The claw! <laughs> um, oh, yeah, he's uh, Jerry. Yeah, I'm so glad my gift could bring them together. My plan to face <laughs> myself out is almost complete. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Uh, but yeah, they wheel out the uh, the big guy's... The big guy's body, and like I love that. Like It's not like... <laughs> I... I... <laughs> Like Kay's like working on this big guy, and then Jay and like Fiorentino walk over to to Rosen. Ro- Fuck me, Rosenberg! I keep doing it. Like, why do I keep saying Rosenthal? I don't know why. I, why uh, is there a Rosenthal that we've talked about before recently? Is that a thing? I don't think so. I think you hate Jews. That's what I, I think, think's going yeah. on here. No, I'm just yeah. <laughs> I you know, love you know it. Middle, like, you know my middle name is Adolf, right? <laughs> I'd love if you were like, ah, he's not even a real person. <gasps> he's an alien. Calm down. I didn't mean it like that. Well, he's about to get cremated in this morgue, I assume, right? Oh. O- ovens and shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh. 
Oh, God. But I love, like, you know, him pretending to be this, like, Jay's pretending to be this doctor, and he's like, notice anything strange? Stomach, liver, lungs? Nope. All fine. Doctor, they're all missing. <laughs> well, of course. <laughs> yeah, that's obviously the first thing I noticed. He's like, he's like saying they're, like, totally intact somewhere else. Like, goddamn. I love right. him, like, digging himself out of these holes. Right. They might be missing here, but, you know, somewhere <laughs> else they're intact. Right. Um... And man, this whole situation with this Archelian, I I use this as like an example or like a sort of like every time I, I say that's like someone is not normal in my human like normal life, I always say that there is a little alien inside them controlling them. And this is what I always picture. Oh, God. Yeah, it, it just it just makes me think of like, um. And <laughs> it, it, it makes me think of uh oh fuck it makes me think of like the Wizard of Oz just with some dude behind a curtain pulling a bunch of nice. levers like really quick like ah just uh, give me a second here like trying to work this body a hundred percent dude and not not only that but the the practical effect of like his head coming out and shit and like the the alien in there that looks doesn't that look fucking awesome dude like Baker did a fantastic job with the effects in this film uh. Okay, so the alien's dying here, and he's like, "What is word?" He's like, he's like trying to come up with the word belt. Um, yeah. So apparently, the galaxy is on Orion's belt. Blah blah, blah which they have no idea what it means, uh, and they need to find it to prevent the war. This is a one line, and that's all we're given. Galaxy on Orion, uh, galaxies on Orion's belt doesn't make any sense. <laughs> I love like Will Smith. Look. That's what the little dude said inside the big dude's head said, all right? <laughs> oh, I love when he's like, when he's trying to say belt and he's like, Buh. yeah. <laughs> and like, can't get it out. Like, oh man, this scene's like, this scene's really sad. Like, it's watching harrowing. all the lights, pa- dude, like all the lights powering down behind him as he dies. And you're like, holy shit. Yeah. I don't know why this little alien, I was like, is this Christopher Walken? It's like all I could think of when I'm looking at him. <laughs> like, this looks like little, it looks like little alien Christopher Walken to me. That's great. <laughs> oh, man. Um, but yeah, in an alleyway, fucking Edgar's trying to open the diamond, the diamond thing he does, and he fucking loses his mind when he realizes that it's not the, not the galaxy, right? Fucking dude. Like, I love... His erratic movements, I just can't get past it. Like, I don't know what D'Onofrio did to achieve this kind of, like, level of roboticness or, like, stiffness. Um, I know that he did wear, like, knee braces for the walking, but, like, even his arms, dude, like, the way, like, there's just so jagged in his movements, it's it's fantastic. Oh, and I, I don't want to go past really quick when they're super, when they're at the morgue, and he's like uh, he's like flashy thing in the fuck out of the doctor. Like, man, you gotta give her fucking brain cancer. Stop doing that shit. Like, have you ever flashy thing in me? Have you ever flashy thing in me? Okay, no, for real. You ever you, done that? No, because you wouldn't know, right? <laughs> right, exactly. Uh, we get back to MIB, and it turns out, you know, Kay's got a. He he's got a loved one that he misses. This is kind of sad, man. Elizabeth, this is super sad. Uh, Elizabeth Reston. Oh, is that oh, was her I, name. I, yeah, I love this whole scene. He's, he's like, ah, oh, so he's like uh, the whole. He's like the whole uh, old man. Uh, things finally coming together. Like he's making fun of him. I mean, basically, it's like, dude, this is not the fucking time to like start busting some balls here because. Um, 
I, I mean, this, this whole, yes, this whole scene is just so, so fucking great as he's like putting it all together. You know, he's like, ah, oh, you're supposed to be bringing those flowers to that lady. Yeah. And she never got those flowers, did she? No, she did not. Well, better to love and loss and never loved at all. Try it. It's like, oh, oh that's so good, man. Just his delivery, dude. It's fantastic. But, um, yeah, that that breaks that whole fucking tension's broken up when uh, the Archelians enter the atmosphere, right? And uh, yeah, we came this close to fucking war, or where we come this close to war all the fucking time. There's always an Archelian battle cruiser or a death ray or something. And I love this like whole idea that like you know humans like us like we we don't we have no fucking idea that it ha- happens ever. It's great. Um, but yeah, they go and get their weapons. K gets his badass fucking rifle, Series 4 deatomizer. <laughs> Will's like, now that's what I'm talking about. Noisy crickets. <laughs> he just hands it over to him. <laughs> He's like, you get a Series 4 deatomizer and I get a little midget cricket. And he's like, whoa, kid. <laughs> oh, dude, it's great because it's like real oh, it's life great. like weapon play. Like he points it right at him and he's like, hey, oh, like and just, it adds such a cool like. I don't know. It had such a cool beat to that that, like, yeah, we might be like these badass, like, intergalactic cops, but still, watch where you're fucking pointing that thing. And it's fucking hilarious, dude, because it's like you're not going to expect, like, this fucking bang for your buck kind of thing. I mean, like, that's the ultimate weapon right there, right? Like, look at how much damage it does and look how small it is. <laughs> right, right. Uh, Blowing holes through semis and shit. Holy shit, dude. We'll get to that. Um, but yeah, fucking <clears throat> Edgar Ramsack's uh, Rosenberg's. Rosenberg's uh, shop, fucking, I love the way he just fucking waltzes in and starts breaking, like, the glass with his bare hands, dude. Oh, God. Goes outside, sees his truck being uh, being towed, and uh, I love this, like, tow truck driver, dude. Like, he's so New York. He's like, make sure you tell them down at the impound. And, like, you know, Edgar pulls out his gun, and he's like, please. <laughs> right, yeah. Like, nobody even threatens, like, nobody threatens, like, physical harm with hands or anything. It's just like, he's just like, nah, fuck you, dude. I got a gun, too. Go ahead. Knock yourself out. <laughs> and Edgar just straight up blows this guy away. Like, we, we don't we don't see it. It happens off screen. But, like, Jay comes out of that store. Here's, a sh- uh, like, the sound of a of gunfire. And it's just Edgar just walking away with gun in hand. He just fucking blows him away. And, uh, yeah, Jay gives chase, gets up on a car, and pulls out the uh, the the noisy cricket and blows away a fucking truck dude goes flying as well dude the visual when he shoots the tow truck from the the you know the the ship and the you know the bug the bug van the visual of like the camera sitting still and him like ah, like coming into frame landing oh. in the trash bags that's one of the funniest, like, beats of the whole fucking movie, dude, is seeing him just... It, that's almost like a very Edgar Wright thing, like, letting the camera sit still and something come into frame. Like, I love that kind of, like, comedic framework. It's fantastic, dude. This is about... Well, we're, we're kind of a little halfway. Technically, I, I forgot to take a break. You want to take a little break here? Yeah, yeah. I'm going to grab something to drink. Sounds good. Fuck yeah. Guys, we will be right back with more Men in Black. Do not go anywhere. Good 
morning, afternoon, and evening, wherever the hell you are. Thanks so much for listening to this episode, guys. Just while we're taking a quick break here, I am going to plug some shit. No, it's not advertising. It's nothing paid. It's basically just kind of self-masturbatory stuff. Basically, follow us. Follow us on our socials. We have two pages on Facebook called Midnight Double Feature, obviously. And we have our main group, which is called The After Party, which is fantastic. Our community loves to engage there. Uh, and we that's our main way to communicate with our audience. Please follow The After Party. That's a fantastic page. And please follow us on Instagram, which is at Midnight Double Feature, and Twitter, which is at MDF Pod. Um, you can listen to us anywhere on iTunes, anywhere on Spotify, on YouTube, wherever. Um, and if there's no way that you can listen to us on your device, please, please, please let us know by getting in touch with us. You can do that by sending us an email, which is midnightdoublefeature at gmail.com. Now, last but certainly not least, please remember to rate and review us on iTunes. We would love to get your guys' feedback, whether it's positive or negative. Um, just please remember to, you know, put a star and let us know in your little speech bubble thingy what you think of us and where we can improve. That would be fantastic. Guys, thank you so much for listening to my little rant here and back to the show, I guess. See you later. Hey guys, welcome back. We are back from our break. We are freshly squeezed, as we like to say around here. We're back covering Men in Black. Basically... Previously on Men in Black with Men on Double Feature, we've had <laughs> <laughs> we've had the two MIB agents hunt down uh, Edgar, and basically it was a total disaster and catastrophe. Uh, Jay just fired his noisy cricket into the fucking side of a truck, and a bunch of onlookers uh, just saw a quote secret agent uh, expose himself. Uh, not like that, by the way. Not as yeah, let's skip right past this. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, they had to be neuralized. So the Archelians have now set a timer uh, and said, deliver the galaxy. Or, you know, I love the, I love the little message that pops up. Sorry. <laughs> it's like the, the, yeah. the countdown and it's like, sorry. <laughs> it's beautiful. Um, but yeah. Basically, you got Edgar just losing his fucking mind. He gets the postcard and uh, sees the... Uh, what is this? Is this the, the World's Fair? This is the World's Fair, right? These these two yeah. kind of like discs? Yeah, yeah. It's it's uh, it's uh, World's Fair. Yeah. I don't know how I pulled that out of my ass. I didn't even look that up. Jesus Christ. <laughs> well, I don't, even, I don't even think they do it anymore. Yeah. I mean, I remember seeing it. Was it in Men in Black? No, sorry. Men in Black. <laughs> Was it in Meta Black? <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> oh, dude, I'm so fried right now. Um, Iron Man, right? I think it was in Iron Man. Iron Man Two, if I'm not mistaken. It's like it's like his father presenting something at the World's Fair or something. Or it might have even been Captain America, the the first one when they're in the 40s still. But yeah, I don't know. All I think, all I think about the World's Fairs now is how H. H. Holmes just kind of ruined that one in Ooh. Chicago with like Ooh. luring people into his like haunted mansion. <laughs> God, man, Case File needs to do an episode on H. H. Holmes. That shit is nasty. Um, but yeah, they roll up to <laughs> they roll up to see Frank the Pug. But I love like as Jay gets out and he's like, "Man, that dude is definitely an alien. That's the worst disguise I've ever seen." And it's like <laughs> it's like the fake out, and it's Frank that's the alien. <laughs> And the other guy's like a well, total it, human. 
Well, and it's crazy you're looking at like Frank and then like the little aliens in Men in Black. Like it's all the cute stuff that people like from the first one that gets like doubled down and bumped up in the sequel. And it's like, nah, that was just kind of like a cool on the border thing. Like I don't need this to be like a main player in the second one in the further franchise. You know what I mean? Like Frank gets a little suit and he's like a member of Men in Black. Oh, and like, dude. Eh, I don't really need that, you know? It gets fucking annoying, man. Like it's just like it's like I don't need this much Frank. Like, okay, he's a cute dog that talks. It's an alien. Okay, great. Um apparently this dog was a superstar like he was given a hotel to stay in and like you know like he was super pampered during the the filming of this movie and the second one like it was a like it was a thing like <laughs> like what the fuck for well, a dog and it makes me it makes me wonder how they got away with like shaking the shit out of this dog in the middle of the street i was like fuck you couldn't do that now let alone for like a movie like <laughs> and they're like no. shaking the fuck out of this little dog it's like maybe it's like a doll or something it's like i don't know hell no um but yeah frank says the galaxy's here and uh that that fucking raises some confusion if the galaxy's here it's not on orion's belt cut to linda fiorentino i forget her name what's her name again uh laurel laurel yeah cut to dr laurel and uh she's doing some paperwork until until the cat jumps on her desk and uh she notices its necklace for the first time around its necklace is the galaxy she loses her mind she's like wow don't like this part just gonna put that right out there i never really yeah yeah i don't know why it seems so cheesy to me what what is it what is it about this scene well, it looks like she's watching an infomercial where they just like showed how to get these how to get these stains out of like your, your like Teflon. Like, wow, that's really cool. If you buy now, we'll throw in a second one for twenty nine ninety nine. Yeah, that shit. If you if you buy now, we'll throw in an actual interest in comparison to the waning one you have now. Nice, nice. <laughs> I like it. Edgar walks into the morgue at reception desk, and who is there to greet him, Colin? Fucking David Cross. Dude, right? A young David yeah, Cross with somewhat relatively a lot of hair on his head. Not really. He's pr- he's pretty terrible in this. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> <laughs> like when he swats the bug and he's like, do what? Like, oh, God, he's bad. Real bad. Like, well, the part I love is Edgar being like, uh, a man came in here with a cat. No, need a bag. Means worlds to me. I was like, oh, it means worlds. Ah, that's funny. Like, it's clever. Nice. Uh, you know what? Tell you what now. Tell you, tell you, let you know a little secret, Colin. Never caught that until now. Never caught that until now. Oh, dude, it, it cracks me up. He's like, all right, yeah, I'm going to need photo ID, proof of ownership of the cat, proof of, of kinship to the deceased. Yeah, it's great. But, dude, you know, fucking, it always freaks me out, too, like the the cockroaches that escape from his sleeve, dude. Oh, yuck. Oh, and, the uh, like, the decomposition of him as well, like the yes. eyes turning, like, milky white and the skin. It's like, holy shit. Yeah, as the movie progresses, it's fantastic. Um, by the way, David Cross uh, is also in the second film, uh, but he plays a different character entirely. Like, he's this kind of, like, conspiracy guy who lives with his mother. um, And he's like, you know, he's like, Mom, we got any mini pizzas? Like, yeah, it's it's Uh, weird. That's perfect for him. Yeah, I know. (laughs) Uh, But, yeah, the men in black rock up. They're a bit slow. I love, like, I love Jay at the reception. Hello! He's, like, dinging the thing. Ding! Ding! Uh, And he goes to Laurel. 
This is great. I'm Sergeant Friday from the 26th Precinct. And uh, Edgar's hiding beneath the table. And um, <laughs> I love how tense she is. And, like, she's trying to get him to look underneath. And he's just, he can't switch on. He can't switch off the charismatic side of himself. <laughs> he's like, I oh, gotta dude. drive. <laughs> even yeah even to the point of edgar being like oh my god like yeah. it, like it's so it, it makes me think of in young frankenstein when frankenstein is choking the shit out of gene wilder and they're trying to play like the charades to do the set the, the sedative thing and there's a point where gene wilder <laughs> looks up at the frankenstein and he's like what the fuck and the frankenstein rolls he's like i ah, know right yeah <laughs> like like you know the villain is in on it dude i love that shit uh, but in the reception, Kay goes to light a cigarette and fucking who's up there on the ceiling but David Cross. Cool reveal. Laurel says there's something she, that she needs helps with, helps with, help with. Fuck, can't even talk. And uh, yeah, this whole thing just explodes. I love like Kay just coming in and, you know, pulling out the, the pistol from his uh, from his suit pocket and... Uh, yeah, what do I have to do? Sing it for you? Well, if you... <laughs> he thinks he's coming... Like, she's coming on to him, dude. It's it's great. Probably shut up! Uh, well, and at, at what point do you just uh, blow Laurel's brains out? You're like, ah, fuck it. Go, go, go. And you just fucking shoot him? Like, at, at what point do you're like, this guy... I mean, they're they're going to destroy our planet. The galaxy is right there. Like... Fucking shoot her! Yeah. Like I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna like, you're dude. gonna you're gonna weigh up like you know the the good of the many kind of situation, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. This fucking like D like this D grade Christina Ricci like just fucking nice. just blah, 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 fucking take that shit. Nice. Never thought Christina Ricci was this hot though. Just gonna put that out there. Just gonna ooh, put that out there. Oh, I don't want it both. Ooh, ooh. Oh. <laughs> getting a little getting a little hot in this closet. Nice. Nice. Um, <laughs> Edgar Edgar commandeers a taxi in the funniest way. I love this guy, dude. This taxi driver that just fucking chases after him like it's his like his life depends on it. <laughs> now I gotta ask: Is it how racist is it when like when like J- Jay shows up and he sees his little like religious thing on the ground? He's like, he took a taxi. I was like, oh, what the <laughs> fuck, man. <laughs> Yeah, you know what? Jay kind of has a problem against taxis, the taxi drivers in particular in this thing. <laughs> like it's a it's like a it's like he's been wronged by taxi drivers in the past, but maybe it's just a New York thing. Um but I love like Jay like immediately taking off after the taxi like in the other direction and Kay's just so cool, calm and collected about it. He's just like, "I'm going to go this way." Right. <laughs> Meanwhile, like Jay's in the middle of the street, like you know, hunting down every fucking taxi car, like ta- taxi cab. He even like pulls out the noisy, like noisy cricket in like someone's face, like poor bastard. But uh, yeah, Kay uses reasoning. Right, rocks up in the Ford, and he's like, you know what? He's not leaving the planet in a cab. Let's go. <laughs> it's good. But yeah, so the alarm starts to sound back at MIB headquarters, and uh, yo, old guys. And uh, yeah, this is what you said, dude. I this do, is kind I of... do. Yeah, go. I I do like that line. I fucking love it. He's like, "Hey, yo, hey, old guys!" Like that, because <laughs> the whole room just stops. Right. But yeah, I, I didn't understand what you mean, man. Like, like he kind of like immediately figures out that, um, that that he's headed towards a world fair, world fair, which is kind of like, oh, all right, cool, all right. I guess, I guess there's no other, you know. 
ships in the area, maybe? Right. How How was their protocol not the first thing of being like, what are deactivated spaceships someone could get up and running in the next hour? Like, right. how was that not one of the first things you checked on your list? No, absolutely, dude. It's like... That should be priority number one, you know, like, I mean, remember when we talked the town and like the, the robbers are like, you know, uh, sorry, the cops are trying to hunt down the robbers and the first thing they do is shut down the bridges. That's what they do here. That's what they should do here. Um, but yeah, K and J are headed towards the World's Fair and, um, man, I always loved this as a kid, the Ford turning into this fucking jet car that drives on the ceiling. This is always a great visual to me. Oh, dude, and I even without the jet stuff, like I love that car. That is a fucking cool car, dude. I, I really dig it. It's beautiful. They go, they go kind of overboard in the next film. I can't remember what what car it was. I think it was a BMW. Can't fully remember. It might have been an Audi. Um, but yeah, I always like this this, this classic look. <laughs> I just love how in control, like like. Kay is and like he's full on he's singing he's swinging his head upside down and shit and Jay's like meanwhile trying to like navigate his way inside the car <laughs> he's got his like feet pressed up against the windshield oh it's great oh and I, I love the fact that it's it's not a CD or a tape it's an 8 track yeah what the fuck <laughs> and dude I'm, I'm gonna say here right and it, it doesn't the CG doesn't look that dated right like I mean it doesn't no, look not awful. on the car I th- yeah, yeah, I know. On the car, it looks fine. I think I think a lot of their CGI is 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 really not that bad, and it's it's not it's kind of used sparingly. You know, it's not used a lot. Right, and you can definitely tell Rick Baker really preferred to use practical effects over over digital effects. Um, one nice little touch is when they exit the toll, and like he kind of like throws the change back into the toll <laughs> into oh, the toll. I thing. love it. Fucking slick, dude. I remember like when we used to have tolls, like because now we have the e tags. When we used to have tolls, man, I used to be like, Dad, why didn't you try that? <laughs> not being like a fucking, like, you know, not realizing that it's totally impossible to pull off and totally illegal. <laughs> uh, um, but yeah, they get to the World's Fair. Uh, basically, the giant roach is trying to climb up the, um, up to the, what is this? The fucking saucer, the tower, whatever you want to call it. Um, and like, it's, okay, my question is, why bring her along, right? I mean, yeah, you say that you need, like, you know, you might need a snack, but then, like, immediately you ditch her, like, halfway up the ladder? What is, what's the go? Well, I think she kicks him, and, like, he loses grip, and she falls, and he's like, ah, fuck it, you know? It's like, if you needed a snack, just eat her right now. Like, fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> like, just eat just get her and get it over with. Yeah. Um, I mean, because movie. Because movie. Yeah, apparently this ending was changed around quite a bit. Um, I, I I can't I didn't go into specifics in research about like how much it was changed, but I do know that Rick Baker built a actual giant bug, and they didn't even bother using it. Well, actually, what ended up happening is like Sonnenfeld and the other writer wrote a scene where. J and K are kind of like uh they're trying to what's the word what's the word kind of like talk this this it's like an ex, down. it's like an exist it's like an existential kind of like debate yeah yeah it's kind of it's more talky and then it like really late in the game Sonnenfeld realized oh shit there's no action here there should be action 
And that's when they commissioned this bug, right? Like this cockroach that you see. Cost them $4.5 million to render this thing and they didn't even use um, Rick Baker's practical effects creature, which is a shame. Yeah, I because I really want right. to see I really want to see what the what the actual bug looks like that Rick Me Baker too. built. You know, I wonder if there's any images online. Me too. I'm gonna like you know what, fucking, I'm gonna I'm gonna go have a little hunt after this is over and like have a look at the special features or something because like that'll be really interesting. Um, but yeah, I mean, four point five million dollars and it doesn't really doesn't even look that great to be honest. It looks pretty dated. I mean, I guarantee you, Rick Baker's practical effects, like whatever that was, probably would have held up a lot better. Like, the guy's a fucking master, you know? Um, But yeah, man, I've always loved this flying saucer above the stadium and, like, man, just the way they shoot it down. Like, K is just such a fucking badass, man. Like, you know, like, Jay's looking over at him and he's like, hey, we should uh, should probably move. Probably, probably move. And uh, Jay's just staring it down, dude. I love the dirt. I love everything about this whole crash sequence. Looks fucking fantastic. What do you think about this? I dig it, man, and like I know a lot of people say that that the um, the CGI of like the roach when it actually gets off the thing, you know, and it rips off the Edgar suit is kind of dated, but I like it. it. I don't think it really looks that. I mean, com- if you this is good CGI in '97, compare it to bad CGI in 2019, and it still looks better than bad CGI today. Yeah, I, think, I think I think it actually looks. I think it actually looks pretty good. I'll buy that, yeah. I'll tell you what looks really good, dude. Like, when, when he's walking down the ramp of the, of the ship and Edgar's, like, got his hand behind his head and he, he starts ripping the skin off from the back of his head, that practical effect, dude, of the, the roach, like, just kind of like... Oh, it's, yeah. Oh, man, it's fucking brutal. Um, oh, in a few seconds, you won't even be madder. <laughs> looks beautiful, dude. Looks great. Um, but, yeah. K goes out pretty fucking quickly, right? He gets devoured by the fucking roach and uh, bye-bye K, or so we thought. I would love, man, I really, really wish they held off on this inside of the body shot. Like, I wish we thought that K was actually dead and not inside swimming this whole time, if that makes sense. Well, I think once he says, I'm going to go get my gun back, you're like, uh... I think I know what he's. <laughs> I think right. I know what he's going to go do. Right. But the visual of Tommy Lee Jones, like somebody who's so not like loud and jumping and expressive, you slimy gut sucking intestinal parasite, eat, <laughs> eat me, me. <laughs> eat me, dude. Him like <laughs> like like his head like wobbling, like oh my god, that's so fucking funny, man. For sure, for sure. Like compare this to the Tommy Tommy Lee Jones that we just talked that we talked about in No Country for Old Men, like you know. Right, right. Worlds apart. Um, but yeah, Will, big old Willie Star uh, gets into it with this co- uh, cockroach. You know, there's not something that much here. I mean, like, he gets his fucking ass kicked until he gets thrown against this dumpster. And uh, I love this, this whole cockroach thing. By the way, man, always fucking creep me out by how many cockroaches uh, just fall out of that dumpster when he kicks that thing. Ugh. Yuck. Oh, yuck, dude, yuck, the yuck. best part of this whole thing is when he picks up the rock, he hits it in the head, and then he picks up, like, something else to hit it, and it doesn't even look back. It just uses a side leg to punt him, like, across the yard. Right. I was like, dude, I I die laughing at that because it, it can't be fucked. It couldn't, can't even be bothered to, like, stop and fuck with this dude. Yeah. And, like, I mean, like, 
some, I love that in villains sometimes, man. Like, I mean, like, it's just like, keep continuing with your journey. Keep continuing with your objective. Don't fuck with the insignificant shit that you can just leave behind in a second. Um, and I ultimately, I love what ends up getting his attention, right? Like, he starts fucking <laughs> stepping on his family. He's like, oh, that must have been your uncle, huh? <laughs> it's great. It's smart. It's clever. I like it. Um, but yeah, this action sequence doesn't go for too long. I wouldn't even call it an action sequence, really. Um, like, it's it's more of a, a fucking beatdown, and then, like, you know, Cage just blasts the cockroach open from inside, and boom. That's uh, that's it, or so we think. Uh, they find the galaxy inside the cockroach, and uh, I love, like, how... Like, as they're sitting there in the background, you see, like, half of the, 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 the body kind of, like, moving if you keep looking in the background there. Uh, it does a little jump scare, and boom. There's uh, fucking Fiorentino holding the, holding the gun like a fucking... Oh, man. She, she looks so good holding that gun. She looks so fucking good. Yes, she does. <laughs> yes, sir. Basically, we reached the end, right? This is them at the uh, outside headquarters, and um, Kay basically says, "Oh, they're beautiful, aren't they?" Basically, what D says at the start there, right? He wants to get, he wants to forget about this. He wants to, I guess, lead a normal life. He wants to, he wants to be neuralized. This kind of gets me because, because he's such a good actor in this moment, and like. Jay has no fucking idea what he's talking about. He's like, you know, I've been training a replacement and uh, he's like, I can't do this job by myself. And he's like, and he, like fucking cut over to the right and like Fiorentino is already over there. Just looking, oh, looking so good. I can't deal with Fiorentino in this movie, dude. Damn. Well, and I, I, I love, I love what Tommy Lee Jones says right here. And he's just like, listen, being in that bug stomach is one of a hundred memories I don't want anymore. Right. He's like, I'm, I'm, I'm done. Like, I don't want to do this shit anymore. I love the fact that somehow they are cleaned and pressed and squeaky clean by the time they get back to headquarters, but somehow left her looking like shit. That cra- <laughs> that always cracks me up. I was like, you know, she saved uh, your life. Like you can, you might be, I don't know, drop her by the dry cleaners, take her to a JC Penny, let her get some new clothes, like, <laughs> or ask her to step in the shower with you. I mean, come on. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, he gets neural. Uh, K gets neuralized, and we open up on the hot sheets the next day. With oh well, not really the next day. I guess some time has passed because uh, she is now a woman in black, right? And Q internet trolls who are like, "Oh, they're being too progressive. There can't be a woman." Oh, yeah. dude, Q the fucking terrible suit that he has oh, on. This like, my god, it is bad. Late nineties, early two thousands, like are looking you, like fucking <clears throat> some Matrix bullshit. Yeah, what the fuck, dude? He looks like he looks like he's about to teach karate. Like, I feel like that's what's right. happening right now. Um, even even yeah. to the sunglasses, like the douchey round circle sunglasses, like, oh my God. It's fucked. It's fucked up. Um, but yeah, that's sequel bait for you. And she never comes back in the sequel at all. Like, she's barely even, I don't even think she's mentioned. But one of my favorite sort of ways to end a movie, and in a movie that has so many high concepts that's kind of like, you know, dealt out to the audience pretty cleverly, is this. Like, we zoom out and keep zooming out until it's just... Like, the planet Earth is like a bunch of marbles that is being played with by a giant fucking alien. Ungodly giant. I love that idea, dude. 
Fucking love that. What do you think about that? I dig it because it shows them looking for this galaxy the whole time. When in reality, you're also, you know, you think we're just this this tiny thing. And I love what Frank says. He goes, you know, you humans, you think that size actually still matters. You know, it's like, ah, oh, I fucking dig that. Even our galaxy is, is you know, in a intergalactic game of marbles, basically. Mm, absolutely. Yeah. No, I, I love that whole idea of like. Yeah, we are we we are so insignificant. Uh, basically, everything in this movie doesn't matter because we are being played with by a giant fucking alien. So, boom! I love this movie, dude. That's fucking Men in Black for you. Holy shit! I actually i had to I had to look this up in Men in Black Two. Uh, Agent L is Laurel. Uh, she does not appear, but she is mentioned once. Jay explains that L apparently wanted to return to working as a medical examiner. So, what the fuck? Okay, there you go. That's how lazy that sequel is, dude. Like, you know what I mean? It's just like, are you fucking serious right now? Like, after the events of this movie, she's just going to go back to being a medical examiner? Are you fucking kidding me right now? Right. <laughs> right, yeah. Yeah. All right, man. We don't have any fucking comments, so give me your final thoughts on Men in Black. Man, I I really enjoy it. Um, I think it's just one of those, you know, you you revisit it, and I think you forget about it, and it's like, man, you know, oh, yeah, Men in Black, yeah, it's a cool movie, whatever. And then when you go back and watch it, you're like, man, this is underrated. It's a good movie. And, um, I mean, it's a crack any of my top lists. Like, no, not really, but it's a movie that everybody should see at least once. It has a very interesting kind of quirkiness to it and that dry humor that that only works and like something it's almost like how uh it reminds me a lot of the first ghostbusters that kind of dry like you know the the fish out of water like i don't really know what i'm doing like kind of kind of thing but like trying to trying to quantify and tame the untamable this wild crazy chaotic world that happens and the stuff that you know, uh, I think that I would love to see a mashup of like the Ghostbusters, the MIB, and the B, uh, um, the BPRD from Hellboy, the yeah Brotherhood of Paranormal Research and Defense. Like, I love what John Hurt says in that. He's like, there are the things that go bump in the night, and we are the ones who bump back. And I cool. love any kind of story about that, like the unknown heroes that save people from like the paranormal and um, you know, like ghosts and goblins and shit like that. I love that kind of idea. Um, I've always... Right. Well, I've, I've always wanted to write a script about, like, future Ghostbusters. Like, people in, like, armor who, like, the world is coming to an end and more ghosts are coming up and it's become, like... I'd love to see a Ghostbusters movie where it's, like, there are Ghostbusters, like, cop precincts. Like, there's multiple ones throughout the U.S. and shit like that. Like, I would love to see something like that. Um, yeah, I'm a sucker for any kind of story like that of, like, ghost cops, basically. putting you know, somebody chasing down, like, minotaurs and, like, pegasuses and shit like that. Or pegasi, however you say that. <laughs> um, but, you know, I... I I'm a. I, I like this movie. I think my preferred Men in Black will always be the cartoon because it was just readily available, and I gobbled that shit up like all fucking two seasons of it. Uh, and it's really cool. I think it's on. You can find a lot of the episodes on YouTube if you want to check them out. It's an older cartoon. I love the style of it. Like I said, this movie is really, really unique. It's very different. And, uh, you know, I think unless you have somebody with this kind of sensibilities like Barry Sonnenfeld, um, you know, behind the camera, you're going to get something like Men in Black International. So there you go. (laughs) 
Hell yeah, dude. Um, yeah, this is an absolute favorite. One of my favorites, man. Like, this is something that I can always keep coming back to. And I love this movie because it's not just it's not just for children and it's not just for adults. Like, this is this hits your kind of like four quarter sort of like um, audience, and it's fantastic. Like, it's smarter than it it's smarter than it has any right to be. And I think it I think it gets most of that from the comics. I'm not sure. Like, this is it's it's inventive it's creative and it's clever and it's witty and it's just like man like it's it's bolstered by two amazing i amazing performances and look big willy styles you're not part of that too like you're good but you're just doing what you do um when i talk about the performances i'm talking fucking um tommy lee jones and i'm talking uh donofrio like those two are fucking killing this movie and like it wasn't until relatively recently that i you know realized that how fucking good tommy lee jones is in this movie like you know whenever people talk about his roles they're always talking about no country for old men they're always talking about you know the fugitive no one brings up men in black and like i think people should because that just shows this movie just shows how much range this guy's got you know what i mean it just shows what he's capable of like you know there was that there's always that famous story about like you know in in when he met jim carrey for uh batman forever he literally goes up to jim carrey and is like i cannot i cannot stand you i cannot sanction your buffoonery (laughs) and then like yeah that is a literal quote and if you watch that movie it's literally it's tommy lee jones trying to act in competition with Jim Carrey. He's trying to out Jim Carrey, Jim Carrey. And like, you can't out Jim Carrey, Jim Carrey. It's just not something that can happen. And he, and like, you know, Tommy Lee Jones just ends up becoming, you know, he comes off on the, he gets the shaft on that one because he tried to do something that shouldn't ever be done, ever. So I think this is how you use fucking Tommy Lee Jones, dude. Like, this is how you use an older, sort of like grizzled, serious actor who's known for his serious roles. Yeah, this is this is fantastic. And man, Edgar, don't get me started on Edgar because I've just been talking about it for the last two hours. Fantastic. Just amazing to watch. Nofrio is a goddamn genius. Yeah, this is a fantastic movie. I'd recommend this to anyone of all shapes and sizes, of all ages, all colors, whatever. This is such a fantastic, entertaining hour and 40 minutes that just flies by and is always a joy to watch. Colin, you got anything else to say before we get the fuck out of here? No, man. Just uh, thanks for listening, guys. Thanks for hanging out. I'm glad to have uh, dipped our toe in the men in black universe. Um, <clears throat> God knows when we'll get around because it's pretty much a downhill slope from this one. So, you know, who who knows who knows when we'll get to the rest of them? First and last. This is the first and last time we'll be talking about men in black, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> uh, but no, like you said, Colin, thank you so much for joining us, guys. This has been a great episode, a real fun like just it's always a blast to watch this movie like i said and um you know the podcast never feels like work but like this is the like this is one of those times when i'm just like man like i am not doing work for the podcast i'm watching this movie and i'm in it dude like i am entertained um so yeah guys thank you so much for joining us you guys can always follow us on our socials. We are Midnight Double Feature. This has been a feature presentation episode. We also have our upcoming attractions episode, which is hosted by Matt Vella. Those are covering um, news and trailers and reviews of like what's out in cinemas right now. Um, the next episode should be pretty damn decent. We have The Irishman. We, we have the... We, I think we have Knives Out. We have 21 Bridges. Uh, I just saw Doctor Sleep. So we'll be watching Doctor... We'll be doing Doctor Sleep. Um and a whole bunch of trailers and shit so yeah 
jump on that when those come out. Um, we just released a new one as well. Uh, please feel free to uh, visit us uh, on Facebook, which is Manat Double Feature. And then we have our After Party page, which is our group. Uh, that's the After Party. That's our that where our group comes together to um, talk film, talk shit. Uh, it's a great little community that we've built and I'm super proud of. And it's very exciting. It's growing. It's fantastic. Uh, we also we're on, also on Instagram, which is at Midnight Double Feature, and Twitter, which is at MDF Pod. So please feel free to give us a follow on there as well. Um, and please, please, please give us a rate and review on iTunes. That would be fantastic. Give us one star, give us five stars. Just let us know what we're doing wrong or what we're doing right. That would be great. Uh, Colin, you got anything else to say before we get the fuck out of here? No, nah, man, I'm good. Fuck yeah. Guys, thank you so much for listening to this episode, and we will see you next time. Cue that motherfucking outro music. Music.